Hi everyone and welcome back to my podcast Charm Be Free Forever. So today I am joined by the lovely Emmanuelle Vogier. Um, I'm so delighted to have her on my podcast as we all know she played Ava Nicolai in season five of Charmed. Um, so yeah thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. It's, um, it's a real pleasure to have you on here. So before we talk about Charmed, I just want to discuss you a little bit. Um, so how long have you been an actor for? Oh, wow. I'm going to date myself. Uh, it's been, I guess, going on 25 years. Oh, wow. A long time. And um, why did you decide to choose a career in acting? Uh, you know, I always like to perform and I always... Uh, enjoyed that aspect of it but I, I mean I, I growing up I was like I want to be a, a doctor I want to be a vet oh I want to be a lawyer and then I was like well wait a minute I can be all of those things and just play them on tv <laughs> so, much to my parents disappointment um at the time <laughs> no but that's so true because you can you can do all those things and you don't have to you know go to school and study all of them you can just get to play the role and have fun right exactly <laughs> um do you remember what your first acting role was yes uh so my first real job like real acting role on a proper um show was uh was a family divided it was a, a movie of the week for nbc starring faye dunaway cameron bancroft and stephen collins Oh, okay. That's really cool. Um, I don't think I've heard of it, but I do know, I do know the actors. I have heard of the actors. Yeah. What was that like? It was really exciting. I mean, I was so thrilled that I, you know, got my first role and, and, um, and it was, you know, it was, it was sort of the pivotal role in the film where I, I end up getting, um, raped and killed, or well, raped and I end up choking on my own puke and dying um, at, a, at a college uh, party. And I'm like an 18, you know, like a high school student at the mm -hmm. time. And um, and then it goes on to, you know, the investigation of what happened and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And Faye Dunaway plays uh, the, the mother of one of the college kids, which was Cameron Bancroft. Um, and uh, Stephen Collins played the father. So that was, yeah, it was, it was very cool to be able to meet and work with Faye Dunaway. You know, mm -hmm. that was uh, intimidating and also exciting. Oh, that's amazing. That sounds like a very intense, intense role. It was. <laughs> yeah. um, do you, do you remember your first audition? First audition? Oh gosh. No. Um, I, I mean, it depends, you know, I remember that audition. I remember, you know, some of my first auditions, but I mean, I had auditioned for school plays. I mean, in what terms do you mean? Like, like starting, oh, in, starting your, in your acting in your, yeah, in your professional acting career. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was one of my very first auditions was that. And then another one was, um, uh, a Showtime movie of the week, uh, The Halfback of Notre Dame, which was my first leading role in anything that was, um, and, you know, I, I got very sort of, I was very fortunate in the beginning to actually book uh, a large role like that, which kind of opened the doors for many other things to come. But um, yeah, those were probably the two, I remember those two uh, being significant and very early in my career. And how did you find it, the process of auditioning? Oh, it's horrifying. Um, <laughs> there's, 
don't think you'll speak. I mean, there's few actors who actually really enjoy the process. Like mm-hmm. the, there's people who I talk to, I'm like, how, really? You yeah. like it? Like I, it's, it's a very unnatural process. You know, mm-hmm. it's, um, especially when it comes to testing for television shows, mm-hmm. you know, because you go in and you audition, you know, for, it might be just casting to begin with. And then they bring you into producers and, um, and the director and you audition there. Then if they decide they like you, they might bring you back for another producer session. If they really like you and that you're an actual contender, they do what's called a studio test and a network test. Sometimes they happen at the same time. Sometimes it's studio first. And then if they approve you, you go to network, but that's basically you are brought into a room, you know, or waiting room with like, they negotiate your contract for, you know, the next seven years of your life potentially. Um, so you know exactly what you'll be making, what you'll be doing all, you know, what it entails before you audition. I'm oh God, it's giving me anxiety just talking about it. Um, <laughs> Sorry. And then, you know, and then, <laughs> and then, you know, you, you go in and, and you perform, like you do your scenes in front of, the producers, the director, the casting people, all the studio executives. And, and then you go back out and they bring in, you know, sometimes there's one other girl, maybe you're the only one sometimes, but oftentimes it's like four or five girls for the same role. So you go back out there and you're all sitting there looking at each other. And the next person goes in, next victim goes in, does the same thing, you know, and then they hold you there for a while and then, and then they, you wait to be released. Um, and you go home and you wait for the call, like you got it or you didn't get it or nobody got it. And they're doing another round of tests next week or whatever, or you got it, you know, you got through the studio portion of it. Now it's time for network. So you do the whole process over again now with the entire network watching you. So it's, it's horrifying. I mean, it's not, it's, it's a very, it's very unnatural. It's not conducive to like a relaxed sort of the best uh, you're under a lot of pressure and mm-hmm. a, you know, there's a lot of nerves and anxiety that comes with it. And so it doesn't necessarily nurture the best performance from actors. A lot of the time, it's sort of whoever's the best auditioner. Uh, but there's so many factors that come in, you know, they might be like, well, we don't want a brunette. We want a blonde or uh, we, you know, we've decided that we want a redhead. Or we've decided that, you know, um, she's going to be Asian or she's going to be, you know, like whatever it might be. Like you you just have no control over it. So you kind of have to just let go and do it and then forget about it, which is incredibly difficult to do. Uh, A lot easier said than done. (laughs) Yeah, no, I have spoken to a few actors so far and I don't think. I think some of them actually do enjoy or at least do try to enjoy the process of auditioning. Otherwise, you know, it's kind of they they try their best to just enjoy it and, you know, just enjoy the character and whatever happens, happens. But, yeah, I did speak to one actor and it was quite intense. And he was like, you know, you have to just keep yourself busy and have other other things going on. Otherwise, if you just sit there waiting for that call, he was like, it can be soul crushing. So that was that was quite an intense answer. But I can understand that if you're just sitting waiting. Yeah, soul crushing is a very accurate um, depiction of what that is. (laughs) You need a thick skin, but I absolutely agree with whoever that was. I mean, having outside of the business, having hobbies and interests and things that you do. For me, it's, you know, my love for animals and having a horse and being fortunate enough to to be able to go to the barn and ride. And that's Mm -hmm. my meditation oftentimes of like, you know, because if I'm thinking about anything else while I'm on the back of my horse, 
I'm putting myself at risk. <laughs> so you need to be present in the moment, paying attention to what's just in front of you, not what happened or what's about to happen. Yeah. No, absolutely. So. Oh, but that's amazing. So do you do a lot of work with animals or is it just something you just enjoy for yourself? Um, both. I, I have a foundation called the Fluffball Foundation. And what we do is uh, up until recently because of the pandemic and stuff, um, we would every year we throw a high-end cocktail event to raise money for various animal charities. Like we'll pick a charity every couple of years and, and um, donate uh, the proceeds to that specific charity for their cause. So um, we did, you know, dogs and cats, like domestic animals for uh, quite a few years. And then um, most recently it was Forgotten Horses Rescue, which basically um, rescues horses in various situations and rehabs them and, and rehomes them. So. Oh, that's incredible. That's so amazing that you do that. I think, I think charity is just a wonderful thing. I'm very big on helping, whether it's, you know, animals, kids, just everything. So I think that's really amazing that you have your own foundation, that you take the time to do that. Thank you. Yeah, it's very rewarding. I feel like, you know, it's, uh, it's a way for me to give back. And at the same mm-hmm. time, it, you know, it, in, in a selfish way, it makes me feel good. <laughs> like I feel good about it when I do it. So it's like, it's sort of a, a win-win situation. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Obviously you do feel good when you, when you give back at the charity and, you know, help people help animals. So it's, it's, it's great for, you know, for yourself and for, you know, others. Absolutely. So then out of all your roles that you've had, which is I've known quite a few, could you pick a favorite? um that's a tough one I've I've had a lot of different roles that I've thoroughly enjoyed and you know had a blast you know really uh being able to portray but I think one of my favorites would have to be two and a half men um yeah I had a feeling you were gonna say that (laughs) it's I mean it's funny because it's like I get cast in all these like dark like you know um naughty kind of badass roles and then the Mm -hmm. the thing that's which is I mean yes there's that part of my personality for sure (laughs) but (laughs) who I am more of is is me like the the Mia character in two and a half men which is slightly OCD um she likes to sing badly and uh yeah I like to have fun and I used to you know I used to be a ballet dancer not professionally in any means whatsoever but um you know, as a child, like I danced ballet for seven years as a kid and, and that's very much a part of my past. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, she's closer to who I am than any other character that I've played. Oh, that's really cool. And what was your experience like working on that set? How, how many episodes were you working on for two and a half? Um, I think I did around 13 episodes of the show, Mm -hmm. um, over the course of a bunch of years, but, uh, but yeah, the, my experience on the show was great. You know, it's, it's, it was very much a sort of family environment and people, you know, it was very relaxed and fun. And uh, unlike single camera, you know, this was multi-cam in front of a live audience on, on the Friday night. Uh, we shot some of the stuff beforehand that wasn't directly in front of the audience. But, um, but yeah, it's kind of like a regular work week. You're not working 18 hour days like you, you do on, on, you know, one hour dramas and things where it can be pretty intense. So you have you get to have somewhat of a life. <laughs> it comes with a whole other sort of, you know, like they, you, you've, it's, you've got to be quick on your feet because you're mm-hmm. constantly being given script changes, even on the night of, 
uh, of the audience taping. Like if, if something falls flat, if a joke falls flat with the audience, you see like the, the swarm of writers coming over and like the producers mm -hmm. and things, and they're all huddled around the actors and like they've written new jokes and new stuff. So you've got to basically just pick that up and then we go to shoot right away and there's new sort of script changes. So it's uh, it's intimidating, but fun. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's exciting. It's sort of like, it keeps you, it's uh, yeah, you feel very alive. <laughs> and how is that working in front of a live audience? Have you done that much outside of Two and a Half Men? No, that was basically my first time doing sitcom in front of a live audience. And at first it was terrifying. Like I didn't know what to, you know, and, and there's certain things that you have to learn. Like when the audience laughs, you have to hold for the laugh until it sort of mm. starts to die down. Then you can keep going with your dialogue. Otherwise they can't hear what you're saying. So just little technical things that you learn. Um, you know, at first it was scary. And then I learned, you know, I was like, Charlie actually said to me, he's like, they're not here because they hate us. They, they're here because they love the show and they, you know, they're supportive. I'm like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then it became a lot more fun after that point. Um, mm -hmm. And you feed off of the audience, off of their reactions and they get excited and like cheer and laugh. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that must be so much fun. I think, yeah, obviously it can be nerve wracking, but it's it's nice to have that energy, you know, have the positivity of the audience laughing with you. And but does it has it ever made you laugh when the audience laughs? <laughs> yes, there have been times, you know, like where just and and it usually ha like it also happens a lot more if you if you're tired, you get a little punchy, and you're mm -hmm. you know. And then you get, you know, a case of the giggles and it's like, it's contagious or someone will start cracking up if it was John Cryer or Charlie or Conchata or, you know, and it just, um, and it's part of it. And the audience actually tends to enjoy that quite a bit because, uh, you know, it kind of shows that we're also human and not, <laughs> yeah. we're not robots <laughs> and, and we find some of this stuff pretty funny too. So, <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's, that I think that just it must be so much fun as well to work on a comedy because also it's something light as well because I know you've had other characters like on Charmed it was a bit more serious um you had a character on One Tree Hill who was a bit more of like that bad girl so I think it's nice as well to play those characters where you know the audience don't I guess have don't dislike you you know what I mean like it's less intense as well because I feel like on One Tree Hill you're definitely gonna have people who love and hate you, you know, whereas your character on Two and a Half Men is more like, you just love that character and she's just so sweet and fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The reactions that I've gotten from people, the fans that like it, you know, comic cons or different events, they, they'll be like, oh my God. So Nikki on One Tree Hill, I hated you so much, <laughs> but I kind of loved you at the same time. I'm like, thanks, I think. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever gotten from fans like that kind of, I guess abuse like oh I hate your character like because you know when you play a character so well you, you know like you hate that even though you don't hate the actor you just hate that character you know because you play that so well so have you ever gotten from fans like oh I hated you like oh yes <laughs> I've gotten that a lot from like from Lost Girl from you know One Tree Hill for like various projects however the the biggest compliment is like I loved hating you. Like I love, like I hated you so much, but I loved you for it. And yeah. that's sort of the, what I strive for in, in playing an unlikable quote unquote mm -hmm. character is to make that character have some sort of redeemable qualities where you still mm -hmm. relate to her on some level. And you, you know, like you may 
despise her actions and the things she does, but you, uh, there's a quality underneath it that you can't help but sympathize or empathize with that character for the things that she's doing, or you, you know, um, you enjoy, you revel in, in, in the, in, in her actions, even though you're like, mm-hmm. you don't agree with them. Uh, because being strictly just unlikable mm-hmm. is never something that you want, you know, you, you, you want to find a way to make it fun for people where it's fun to watch. They don't want to just turn the TV off. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, and you I don't think, want that at all. <laughs> no. And I think as well, it's a success when you, when you get the audience to, you know, hate but love you it's the great it's a great thing because and it's like you know you've played that role perfectly because it's like you've done your job the audience you know you're not supposed to be a likable character so people so if someone's like I hated your character but I also loved you then you know you've done the right thing right they're like I hated you but you were my favorite I'm like awesome. <laughs> I've done my job <laughs> exactly um do you have any upcoming projects that you I can do share? one that I one that I can't share right now, mm-hmm. uh, but then I'm starting a movie uh, in about a week and a half, um, and uh, and that that uh, I can't necessarily share a lot about that. But I said yeah. So there's a couple of <laughs> I have two things coming out that I can't talk about, but they'll yeah I will okay. be able to talk about them hopefully soon. <laughs> okay, well at least we know you which, what to we should expect. <laughs> yes, projects coming from you. Okay. Back. so um moving on to charmed now how did you get that role I auditioned for it Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was one of those yeah I went in auditioned for it and I got it and um and uh and yeah that was that was basically yeah that was it (laughs) (laughs) were you a were you a fan of charm before you um auditioned did you know about the show did you know anything about it I did. I did know about the show. I had seen some episodes of it, but it wasn't a show that I watched on a regular basis. I just, I knew of it. I'd seen it. It'd been on the air for quite some time, I think at that point. Um, Cause they'd got Rose McGowan was now on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Shannon had left. And so, and I think she had done quite a few seasons. So I don't, what, what season was my episode? <laughs> uh, it was season five. Five. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. They've been on the air for four, four years at that point. We're yeah. in season five. So yeah. <laughs> and um, did you, how did you find playing that role? Cause you were, you were a very, very sweet character. You know, she was quite, I guess I wouldn't say shy, but you know, your character just kind of didn't want to be a part of that magical world. So you were just, I think you were a very sweet, like likable character, quite innocent. How did you find playing that role? Um, it was nice. I like, you know, I found it very sort of, it came to me easily and sort of effortlessly. Um, I remember, uh, just, yeah, I I remember it being not, you know, other than there was some emotional scenes and things that were a little more, you know, required a bit of that. Yeah. That were a lot, but, um, yeah, in general, it was just, it, it was, it's kind of an easy role for me. Like it wasn't, um, wasn't a big stretch, let's say mm-hmm. that, like it was just sort of fun and easy. I could step in and, you know, I had a good time doing it and, uh, all the girls were great and it was, it was cool. I was like, oh, wow. I'm a part like, you know, it was a big successful show at the time. And, yeah. um, and now it's got a whole new life, which is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> 
And how did you find those emotional scenes? How was it to, because I'm sure obviously you had to film them quite a few times. It wasn't just the one take. How did you find that? Um, you know, I find that, I mean, generally for those scenes, you know, you have to sort of stay focused and kind of, I, I, I tend to stay quiet and I'll have my headphones and things to, you know, music really helps me sort of mm -hmm. get into a certain headspace if I need to be there or stay there. Uh, I also find that, you know, when it comes to performing a scene, like uh, an emotional scene, staying in that emotion the whole time and like really keeping yourself there doesn't serve me. Like you end up just becoming numb to it. You know, mm -hmm. there's only so many times that you're, um, so I find just like being able to pop into it and then remove myself from it and just keep myself in sort of a focus, but uh, neutral, calm, open and receptive sort of place so that when I go back like so that when we go back to do whatever other angle that we're doing or close-ups <laughs> that it's still fresh um and then you all technically too um I find you know you, you start paying attention when you're doing scenes like that where the camera is and how far away they are from you because if they're in a big wide shot you don't, you know, you want to give them enough that it reads, but you don't necessarily need to go full tilt, you know, hundred percent when they're not, and, and then blow it for when they're here mm -hmm. and then you've got nothing left, you know? So I've learned that over the years because I've made that mistake. And then you're like, Oh God, what did I do? You're like the tear, my eyes are dry. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> like, I need to rehydrate. <laughs> um, oh, that's so, interesting yeah. though. That's very interesting well, to hear. It's, well, it's, it's I, I liken it to sort of the same, I mean, the theory is sort of like, you know, if you have, uh, um, you know, I don't want to say family member who passes away, but like, you know, a pet who, who passes yeah. away, um, you know, the initial time is tr quite traumatic and you're sad and you're emotional yeah. about it as time passes and you've cried so many times about it, it becomes a little more distant to you and you start to, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's, it, the feelings change. It's not that you don't love that pet any less. It's just that you're, you're tired of crying about the same thing over and yeah. over again. Like you see it a different way and it sort of becomes, you're a little more removed from it. So I try to stay away from getting to that place because once you're there, it's like, you're struggling to um uh to find it again or you know and also just staying in the moment and staying present with the other person who's mm -hmm. in the scene with you but so it depends on you know you don't you don't get to pick who's going to be in a scene with you so it depends yeah. on what they're some sometimes you're not getting much sometimes mm -hmm. you're getting a lot sometimes you know it changes yeah and um what was it how was it your experience on set do you have any like vulnerable memories you remember any stories what was it like with the girls was it like a, was it like a fun friendly set yeah it was I <laughs> this is actually funny I was moving out of my apartment at the time in LA um and moving into a new apartment and I needed all new furniture and I I needed a bed and I remember talking to Rose and I was like yeah you know I'm just trying to find like furniture that's like not crazy expensive but like you know, and a nice mattress and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh yeah, go to such and such a place. And, you know, I got all my stuff there. It was great. And like, they've got nice stuff and it's, you know, not crazy prices and stuff. And, and I thought to myself, I went home, I was like, 
Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm sure it's probably my my version of not crazy prices uh, might differ from hers. And then I actually ended up going to the store that she suggested and she was absolutely right. I got great stuff. I got all that. I got my mattress, my bed, bedroom set, like the whole, the works. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, Rose. <laughs> oh, oh, that's lovely. That's great. She was a big help then. <laughs> she was, she was. <laughs> Did you um did you speak much with the because I believe at that time uh, I don't know because sometimes on sets you know characters who aren't necessarily in the episode might always pop up but um I know that you worked with Brian who played Leo did you speak much with him or was it more just the girls because I know you were obviously acting more so with them than him um I didn't speak much with him but we ended up doing a movie years later together um so. I spoke more with him then, <laughs> but at the time it was more, it was like, he was in a couple of the scenes like briefly with us, but um, for the most part, it was just uh, myself and, and the three girls. Okay. And um, with the crew, cause obviously the crew is such a big part of the show, but nobody ever talks much about them. What was it like working with the crew? Uh, the crew is amazing. I mean, I, I don't remember one way or the other, any like other than like they, they worked very efficiently and very quickly and very seamlessly. They, you know, it was a well-oiled machine at that point. So, you know, everybody knew what their job was. There was, everything went very smoothly. And um, uh, the uh, the director of that episode actually had, I don't know if I'd done Smallville at that point or not. I can't, I think it was, I did Smallville after that, <laughs> but I ended up working with the same James Marshall um, oh directed me in a Smallville episode after that and I just I always I, I loved him because I remember him always being really a really great actress director he really cared about performance and and really made sure that uh, we it, you know everyone got what they needed and that the performance was there not just like the shot looked pretty which you know can be in episodic television it can be challenging sometimes because you do move quickly and there's not always time especially as the guest star you're not necessarily always given the priority time-wise to make sure that, you know, if you don't get that take, like, or, you know, you, you don't get it in the, the amount of takes that they sort of allotted for you to some mm -hmm. degree, you know, they'll, they'll give that grace to one of the leads, but not necessarily the guest star. So it's, yeah. there's a bit more pressure there. And, um, uh, but he was always very, very generous with, uh, with his time with everyone. So that was really cool. Oh, that's wonderful. Because yeah, I think it does make sense what you're saying, but it is important just for the whole episode to come together as a whole that you do want your performance to be great. And, you know, you, you don't want it to just kind of be, oh, okay, we don't have time. So we we'll just use that shot and kind of move on. I think you want it to be your best. Yeah, exactly. And uh, do you have a favorite scene? I don't know if you can remember the episode or what happens much, but did you have, do you remember having like a favorite scene to shoot? Um, I rem <laughs> I do remember us all standing or doing the incantation, like the spell. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty fun. I mean, it was, you know, like, I think I, this is the thing on CW shows, I, like I, or on, on shows and I think I've played a witch a few times now, <laughs> um, <laughs> or, or, you know, that kind of like, even in Lost Girl, I wasn't a witch, but you could have called me a witch or something else. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that scene of us doing the spell and like, you know, they had the wind machine, everything was blowing around and, you know, it was, that was cool. It was fun. 
And how is that with the special effects? Did that feel weird, kind of having to pretend things were happening or things were there that were that weren't really? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, they and they kind of call stuff out to you, like they'll be like, okay, and then now this happens, and then mm-hmm. okay, now look over, you know, look to your left, and like they'll have markers in places sometimes to sort of uh, so you have you know everyone has the same eye line uh, to whatever it is we're supposed to be looking at that's off, mm-hmm. off camera. Um, but yeah, it can, it can be challenging sometimes because you're, you know, you're not, you're staring into space. You're not really, <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta use that, that powerful imagination that you had as a child yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to conjure up whatever it is. Yeah. It's just pretend it's really happening. Yeah. I guess that's mm-hmm. the magic of the show, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, did you watch the episode when it came out? Or did they send you a copy? Did you ever see it? Because I know some actors don't just like they just shoot and they kind of move on and they don't really like go back and watch it. But did you watch it when it came out? Uh, I don't think I did. I'm not sure that I did. I th- I've seen clips of it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Maybe I did watch it. I do remember like I'm like, is that me thinking of when we shot it or did I actually watch the episode? Mm-hmm. Um, not sure. I may have. I mean, it was so long ago now. I I, I can't quite remember um let's say that I did (laughs) you might have we'll we'll we'll, yeah yeah let's go with I watched it (laughs) and how do you how do you find that watching yourself back on things is it like you're just like is it horrible or do you not mind (laughs) I used to hate it I used to really not like watching myself now now I love watching it now um (laughs) now I I'm able to actually watch it from a a more objective point of view and kind of Mm -hmm. sit down and go, okay, I can remove myself from it and watch it as sort of a viewer. And then I can also sit and, and, you know, objectively look at my performance and the things that, you know, worked and didn't work and, and learn from it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now I use it more as a tool to go, okay, yeah, that didn't work or that did work Mm -hmm. or that looked good. Or like, "Mm, maybe I shouldn't do that with my face. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, all those things go through my head. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm human. laughs> okay, well that's that's good. At least you can kind of sit and watch yourself. I think it's great that you can because I know a lot of people are just they hate it and they can't watch themselves. Even with these, I can't sit and watch them. I'll I'll like if I watch have to watch a podcast back when I'm editing, I'll watch the person I'm interviewing, but I won't watch myself. I try to kind of skim through the parts of myself speaking because it's just horrible to watch because I just I don't like to look at it. <laughs> really? Oh, well, you, well, you're beautiful. So I don't oh, like, thank you. I'm sure other people like watching you, but we're also <laughs> hypercritical of ourselves. And yeah, I also HD, like, <laughs> yes. you know, things were so much better when it was film. Mm-hmm. There was like, you know, film, like film and TV, like the movie industry period was this, you know, idea of like, sort of fantasy and escape. And HD is just like, bam, in your face, like <laughs> here, what, like, I have a zip today or yeah. whatever. It's like, oh my God, like, can we not? No, yeah, you could, yeah. And I feel like, especially, they're just, things are just too clear these days. Like they're too, they're too clear and they're too colorful. You know, it's, it's clearer than real life. You know, when you look outside, it's, it's not what you see. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and then you go, you know, to, to the social media platforms and all the filters and be like, everyone's perfect. Everyone's amazing and perfect. It's like, no, they don't look like that. No one looks like that. It's lies. It's all lies. It's all lies. <laughs> okay. So I have, I'll have one final question for you. Um, 
as for like the cast and crew have you kept in touch with any of them or you said you worked obviously with one director have you worked as well with any of the other cast besides Brian and the director uh no I mean I've run into Rose um I like years ago ran into it like another audition and then she used to live around the corner from me actually I don't know if she knows that I knew that but um um, but no I like that's I have not seen or worked with that yeah no no just I mean working with the director again on Smallville working with Brian uh and then seeing Rose but that's that's been pretty much it Alyssa oh wait no, no, she was gone on that show when I was there. So, okay, yeah, no. <laughs> I worked I'm, on Mistresses, which is Alyssa was on, but I came onto it the season after she left, and um, uh, Jennifer Esposito had had been brought in uh, to not replace her, but like to be a new character on the show, and she had yeah. departed the show the year before. Yeah, I used to watch that show all the time, but it was, I watched it when it came out, so that was a long time ago, but I'm sure I've seen the episode with you, because I watched it all, I watched it all throughout, but um, yeah, I can't, I can't remember it, but I remember watching it, but it was a shame when she left, it was, it was a great, it was, I enjoyed it, it was like, it was a cool show, and it was quite a shame when she left, especially because her character kind of had a very juicy line, I would say, that kind of had to get ended at that point, so that was quite a shame, but um, it was a nice show. It was a fun show. Lots, lots of juice in that, in that show. (laughs) (laughs) But that's really cool as well that you worked on Smallville because I I wasn't aware of that. I've, I, I grew up watching it and I've seen a lot of episodes, but I haven't seen every single one yet. So, um, but it was a good show. What was your character on that show? I played Lex Luthor's love interest for, during season two and three, mostly two and then part of three where, uh, and yeah, we get engaged, get married, and then, well, I won't ruin it for you. Oh, yes. Okay, I must have, okay, I think you're dogging my memory. Okay, I think I remember it now. I think I remember you, it Have now. you watched those episodes? Yes, yes, I have. Okay, okay I so think I remember you know that I now. threw him out of a plane and tried to kill him. Yes, I think, okay, it's all coming back to me now, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not who I am in real life, no. but oddly I get these roles (laughs) no you're lovely you're gorgeous and you're lovely and um it's been such a pleasure to have you on here thank you so much for taking the time to do this I really appreciate it and I know the fans are gonna love it and freak out because I know so many people loved your characters they're gonna really enjoy watching this oh well thank you so much for having me this was fun thank you so much